You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, <coughs> the stupidest name film of the modern era. So there's another film called The Covenant. So they just changed it. They should have just picked, like, at the end of the film, they show different variants of words for The Covenant, like bond, obligation, and so on. They should have chosen one of those. And the main reason is, one, it looks really goofy to call it Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. And two... Guy Ritchie's got such an emblematic style for better or worse, and I have been massively critical of him up until The Gentleman. But he's got such an emblematic style that this film doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie film at all. So why put his name above the mark? You know, it just sort of, it reduces the potential impact of the film, which is a superb one. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim um, in Afghanistan, and it sort of alludes to the uh, rapid American pullout of um, the American troops in Afghanistan, leaving a lot of their interpreters and people that supported them in the firing line of the Taliban. So you get Jake Gyllenhaal as the head of this military unit, and Dar Salim as his extremely uh, borderline obnoxious interpreter, who is uh, connected with heroin smuggling in Afghanistan, but who's son was murdered by the Taliban, so who hates them more than he does. And they go into this um, environment where they find this huge arms cache for the Taliban. And he's already proved, Darsalim's already proven his worth as somebody that really knows what he's talking about and whose judgment should be respected. And they fought Jake Gyllenhaal and he formed this really sort of aggressive bond. And all hell breaks loose when they find this arms cache. They come under attack by hundreds of Taliban fighters. All of the squad bar Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim are murdered. And what happens then is they have to get 100 miles across Afghanistan being pursued by the Taliban. And um, Jake Gyllenhaal gets seriously injured and Dar Salim basically carries him to safety. Uh, and, and he's unconscious and wakes up in America. By which time... The Jake Gyllenhaal calendar wake, uh, character wakes up in America, by which time he realises that Dar Salim's been left behind by the Americans and the rest of the movie is him struggling against American bureaucracy to try and get back to Afghanistan to rescue Dar Salim and his family and give them American passports. Now, I think these last... I've, <coughs> I've slagged off uh, Guy Ritchie's films so much, but the last four is undoubtedly his best run of films and this continues it so like the, the nadir was probably around king arthur and that that whole era but he came back with the gentleman his best film uh, writing wise it was superb um operation fortune oh sorry wrath of man the jason satan star was a bit of a missed opportunity but it wasn't a bad film a lot of guy Ritchie's films have been terrible and now we've got back-to-back -back. Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, another Jason Statham film, was half rubbish but also had um, two brilliant performances in it that were gold every time they were on screen by um, Aubrey Plaza and Hugh Grant, which made it worth watching. But this is as good as a gentleman. Everything that I would have expected Guy Ritchie to have got wrong, he gets right. <clears throat> the whole tone of this film doesn't suit Guy Ritchie like this um, quite serious straight war film. He gets everything tonally right, visually right, sonically right, 
and the mood of the actors has nothing to do with any Guy Ritchie film I've ever seen. The lead pair of Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim are superb. Both great performances and they work really well chemistry-wise together. Um, the, the battles are pretty insane and um, extremely sort of um, kinetic and um, bloodthirsty and it's really well done. Like the, the, sh the shooting of um, Afghanistan at night and in uh, the wilds is really good. Um, and I thought there's a real hard edge to it. Jake Gyllenhaal is like burning through this film as someone that just won't give up on the, he feels he has an obligation to the guy that saved his life to go up against incredible odds to try and get him free. It's a great film. Impossibly, it's a, it's a great film because there's nothing Guy Ritchie about it. Even The Man From U.N.C.L.E. was so Guy Ritchie in the dialogue and the jokiness. All of that's gone here. It's absolutely straight down the line. And the, the, the only flaw I felt is that the whole incredible slow burn building to this amazing climax of the first hour, which is where Jake Gyllenhaal is finally rescued uh, from the, like the midpoint in the movie, serves so much as an entire movie on its own that sort of the rest of the midsection after the midsection that, where he's back in America kind of deflated things a bit. I kind of wish that we'd sort of kept the intensity a little bit more and we'd spent more time with the Darcelin character and um, not let the air go out of the tyres so much. And then it sort of ramps up in the last 20 minutes to this other, another furious sort of intense sort of climax, which is really well done and really good. And the Hercules in it at the end is magnificent. Um, this amazing Hercules gunship, which we saw in uh, White House Down at the start in an, in an incredible sequence in that. But overall, you know, the music, um, even the song it ends on is, is really good. I can't remember who the um, who did the last song, but it works so well. It's almost got this Pulp Fiction coolness to it. But all of this sort of um, over-the-top jokiness and swearing and everything is gone. It's done really straight-laced. It shows a completely different side to Guy Ritchie's filmmaking I would never have said that he was even capable of. So I'm going to say this is a high recommend uh, for Guy Ritchie's A Covenant. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10, the same score I gave The Gentleman.